Hello, I'm Lisa Peter, and I'm coming to you today from The Ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And today I'm going to be reading from my notes, Chapter 5, The Sacrifices of the Call. It's the name of the chapter in my book, For Women Who Are Called by Women Who Have Answered, by Kim Haney and Contributing Authors. The Sacrifices of the Call. A spiritual hunger for God will pull you away from prestigious positions to answer the call. A hungry man or woman of God will spend hours in prayer, travailing before God over lost souls. Intercession. Hungry people do strange things that others don't understand. Hungry people don't follow the paths of crowds or fit in with popular trends of the culture. Seasons of prayer and fasting for days. The real anointing of God has a price tag attached. You get what you pay for. There is no substitute for old-fashioned prayer and fasting. You cannot have unbelief if you have faith as a grain of... Oh, I didn't have a period there. It says you cannot have unbelief. If you have, a, have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Matthew 17 and 20. Fasting produces faith. It makes us more spiritually sensitive to the voice of God. Prayer and fasting crucifies our flesh. Keep your prayer life strong and mix it with seasons of fasting. It will keep the flame burning that fuels your hunger. Be fully committed to the cause of Jesus Christ. Hunger for revival more than anything in the world. Do you know this life is temporal, but eternity is forever. And if you can remember that, that there is no soul, there's not one person that you can come in contact with that Jesus did not die for. Not one person. It doesn't matter how, how in fact, he, it, the worse the person is, the more he died for them. Because it says he did not come for the to save the righteous but that call the uh, sinner to repentance so um you know everyone everyone deserves to hear this gospel and the way that you can have god use your life is through prayer and fasting hunger for revival more than anything prayer is our power acts 431 the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the holy ghost and they spake the word of god with boldness Prayer gives you power and boldness. It doesn't matter to God where you are. He will bring revival and great moves of the Spirit if you pray and fast and seek His face. Um, made me think of um, how, the, how the place was shaken when they were praying, when they were assembled. The power of God was so strong. We sing that song, Shake the Foundation. I love that song. But I also sometimes as I'm looking out my window and I see somebody walk by, I think about that Azusa Street Revival, and I kind of, I got a smile on my face right now talking about it. How people, seriously, that building was so full of prayer that when people walking by, passers-by, they literally fell out in the street from the power of God. And I think about that sometimes. I think people walk by, I go, in Jesus' name, like, look out there, <laughs> where somebody fall out, getting the Holy Ghost. That has not happened, but it just kind of made me chuckle because, um, just the vision of that, but really, see, I, I'm, I'm, I make, I'm not trying to make light of it. 
because I really, I think that's so awesome that if we could have that kind of power that people really can feel when they, maybe they do. I, I think when I look out there when I'm saying that, I don't see anything happen. But, you know, perhaps a thought went through their heart or their mind or their mind. They say, man, maybe they felt the presence of God when they walked past my house. Wouldn't that be so awesome? Wouldn't that be so awesome that we can have, um, find out if the Lord wants to reveal to us years later and stuff that, People were saved because of the power that they felt when they walked past our house or when they came in contact with us in some way. Maybe somebody that we smile at or, or, or greet, they, they just feel Jesus all over us because we pray and fast that we spend time with God. Prayer gives you power and boldness. It doesn't matter to God where you are. He will bring revival and get and great moves of the Spirit if you pray and fast and seek His face. If you want to see what God wants you to, us to see, you have to get back to the old-fashioned prayer and fasting. God will bring His church into a new dimension of power and faith. It's not about who you are or where you come from, but how much you will let God flow through you. And in in those quotation marks, God can use me and I don't have to be somebody. Have a name. Because God can take an humble nobody and use him or her. And um, today in my reading, um, my Bible reading, in Luke chapter 10, remember Mary and um, Martha, Luke 10, 41, 42. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. That's awesome. And then also uh, Luke 9 and 2. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. You know, that's our, that's, um, that's what he um, called us to do. And so, and we can do that with prayer and fasting. It's going to take prayer and fasting to be able to pray for people and to heal the sick and to preach the kingdom of God. When you say yes to the call, you have to understand it is a holy service, a life of concentration and consecration it's not that you have chosen god but god is the one who has chosen you it's not a it's not a favor we do for god or a courtesy to him but it's our obedience to the calling and to his service you are called to live up to a higher standard than everyone around you it is the highest honor in the entire world just like mary and martha just like what i just read about there romans 12 and 1 present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He doesn't ask more for you than what you can give. He doesn't expect us to do something that that's impossible. It says it's your reasonable service. Being consumed with things of God and realizing everything in your life is for Christ Jesus and for Him alone. Allow yourselves to become great vessels for the kingdom of God and the Holy Ghost anointing will flow through you. The power of a purged vessel. In gardening, we know in the summer it is the time to get the clippers going, giving bushes and trees a good haircut. If the suckers, those side branches that grow off, if they're not cut off, they will eventually suck the life out of that, hard, that healthy branch. It will extract energy and vitamins from the healthy portion of the tree and steal the nutrients it needs to produce good fruit. Jesus passed on a powerful spiritual lesson to his disciples. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. 
and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. John 15, 1 2. This John 15 passage is about God's people loving each other and bearing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Purge means to clean, to get rid of things that will hinder growth. When God's people humble themselves and pray, God will do it. The spirit of humility, that goes a long way. That goes a long way and is got to have it. You got to have you got to be hum- humble. You got to be humble. They H is silent, I think, humble. You got to be humble so God can use you cuz we're not we want God to use our vessel. Yes, we want to be used, but we want people to see him. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And God will receive all the glory. It's for his glory. God expects people in each generation to be living sacrifices and to take up their cross. It's about us doing the will of God on this earth together. Ministry is a lonely life, and you feel the sting of it over and over again. The solitary path is not a one-time place you visit. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. See Luke five fifteen and 16. When you embrace the call, you are no longer your own. You've got to die to self and your own ambitions and your own agenda. Loneliness is a mark of being an authority. Sparrows fly in company, but eagles fly alone. Filial, I ran across a a word in her book that I wasn't familiar with, so I looked it up, F-I-L-I-A-L, F-I-L-I-A-L. It means respect to a son or daughter. I hadn't heard that. There will be times we have to empty ourselves and clean, cleanse things out of our lives that may not be sin but hinder us, cleaning out the clutter of our lives, both spiritually and physically, things that consume our time, our energy, and affection, stealing our focus from the things God wants us to do in our lives. Anything that keeps you from advancing, growing, and maturing in God is a spiritual sucker. It's like on those trees. Those things you've got to purge off. Our flesh is our biggest enemy. The fleshly desires suck the life out of your, our spirit. You know, our desire, we all have that need. We have that, that need to be accepted. We, we, like, we want to be, um, we want people to like us. And that's, that's just the bottom line. We want people to like us. But you know, there are going to be people that like you. It just may not be the people that you particularly might have in mind. But I guarantee you, you go to a nursing home and you sacrifice of your time, you volunteer services, they're going to love you. They're going to love you. Um, you sing your songs. It doesn't matter how good of a singer or player you are. Um, do it as unto the Lord. They're going to love you. Um, I spend a lot of time with my little grandbabies. And Emily, she's eight months old, and oh, she gives the best hug. You just hold her, and she just gives you a tight hug. She just, she loves me. I, I her friend. And so there's people going to like you. It just may not be the, like I said, really, those people are, the, and they're the greatest. He said to become like a little child, you know, become like a little child to the things of God. He put, he put the people in your life that you need. Don't try. Don't you go looking, comparing yourself with somebody that you think is a better speaker than you, a better preacher than you, a better somebody dresses nicer than you, that's maybe has a prettier face than you, that um, that everything that they do seems to turn out right. I mean, you can use them as a uh, mentor, perhaps. Are you? I mean, you can learn from them, but do not 
Let that um, suck the life out of you. Do not let that prevent you from doing what God called you to do. Our flesh is our biggest enemy. Okay, I think I said that. Yeah. The most powerful and effective minister is one who lives in pure honor to her master. Free from cracks, rocks, and impurities. A vessel of honor and not... Got a word I can't read. Oh, not dishonor. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. A vessel of honor and not dishonor. The potter's field is full of vessels that once sat in the hand of the master potter. Oh, that breaks my heart to think about that. You know, I, I, I'm i a crafter. I make things. But see, I, I'm not a potter. I may have made some things out of clay in the past, but that's not that's not my main thing. I like to sew and do arts and crafts and things like that. But me, when if I spend time making stuff, and most of the time I don't use the pattern, and that right there is part of my problem. But I, I'll get out the, sometimes I'll get an itch to crochet, and I really don't know how to crochet. I can't read, I don't know how to read that, uh, a pattern, a crochet pattern. But I'll just get out the crochet hook and some yarn, just mess around, try a few stitches, this and that. And I'll make something, and I don't even know what I'm making, but I'm the kind of person that when it turn when I'm done with it, when I decide I'm done, it's like I'm I'm gonna use it for something. I'll find a use for that thing. I'll put it somewhere. I will use it. And that's how I do. But the potter, I guess, is not like that. The potter, if he has stuff, I guess once that clay hardens, um, it just discards it in the field. Um, I would probably try to make mosaics or something out of it. But let's um, get back to my book here. That potter's field is full of vessels that once set in the hand of the master potter. If you really desire for God to be able to use you in the way he desires, you will go through certain seasons when God will call for a purging and an emptying of your spiritual house, which is always connected with natural pleasures and fleshly enjoyment. Even the small things that stand in the way of your calling have to go. There is only one throne in my heart, and only one king can sit on that throne. Jesus will share no glory with others. Anything that sucks the life out of you or draws you away from your true calling in Christ is like a spirit sucker. God will try to see how serious you are about a thing. He will see how you respond to temptations and small things that may seem insignificant and unimportant. God will see what you're willing to stand up for, stand up to, and stand against. You have to consciously make an effort to keep your vessel protected and guarded from the stain and destruction of sin and worldly pleasures. How much are you willing to give? What things will you allow into your life? What voices do you listen to? Where do you place your boundaries? Not everything is a sin, but some things could be a spirit sucker, hindering and block the flow of God's spirit moving in your life. James 4 and 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. You have to walk a consecrated lifestyle above reproach on every level. The power of consecration. Example, Elijah and Elisha. As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went to Bethel together. We must choose to stay close to Jesus. Sell out completely to him and see the miraculous. Those who go the extra mile with God are always rewarded. God will change your name and pronounce the greatest blessing in the history of humankind upon those who allow God to test them before the release of blessing and promotion. 
purge the influence of certain voices so that spiritual transition can take place. Obstacles need to be completely, completely removed before God will release his call, purpose, and power in your life. Get rid of spiritual hindrances and allow God to reveal himself. Gods of entertainment and comfort, guard your eyes, guard your heart, guard your spirit from things that will keep God from fully revealing his power in your life. You've got to guard him. You know, if you do mess up, you can repent and ask God to forgive you. But you know what? I know from personal experience. I know from personal experience. If you just don't allow that stuff in, keep yourself from evil. Time is the coin of life. Time needs to be protected and you need to use good judgment at where you spend it. Don't waste it. Uh, you know that some people talk about saving time. Say, so, you know, that's a real time saver. Well, you can't save time. It's something you can't. But what you can do, because he's given everybody the same amount of time, but what you can do is utilize the time he does give you. Be smart about where you spend it. God will not share his house with anything unclean. Our vessels house a holy God, and it's up to us to keep our vessels clean and pure. And that's what I was thinking when I was up there reading, when we was reading a little bit ago, talking about um, how it's time to unclutter and get things out of your life and um, purging and cleaning. But see, if you do this, this thing I just read, if you do this on a constant basis, because God will not share his house with anything unclean, our vessels house a holy God, and it's up to us to keep our vessels clean and pure. If we keep our vessels clean and pure, then that there shouldn't be so much of that time of decluttering though I, I do think from time to time there are seasons in our life so I know no, sometimes you got to reevaluate reevaluate say okay God is there um do I need to step it up a notch is there some things I um I need to move on from try this try this and that and the other and now I feel like I need to do this you know he, he does lead us and guide us order our steps and when you minister into others your spirit is released into that audience did you know that a part of you goes out into that crowd or goes out and all across the internet or goes right across the podcast. Part of my spirit's going out to you today as I'm reading this story. You see my true heart. You see my true, you see how my true thing. You might be able to read me better than I can read myself because part of me is going out to you. Your spirit is judged. The spirit of God blends with the minister's spirit and becomes one. If your spirit is in tune with God, it is very important. The call of God will take you far away from the influences of this world. You empty yourself out and his Holy Spirit is poured in. Something spiritual happens whenever you sacrifice and destroy negative influences. Do not keep alive just one little voice that you think you can control. Nothing connected to this world. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. We're just passers-by. I'm going to be 57 in September. 57? How did I get to be that old? I'm still that 12-year little, I'm still that 12-year-old girl out in my my um, side yard there in, in Terre Haute, Indiana, thinking I'm never going to be 13. I wanted to be a teenager so bad. I wanted to get my teens. <laughs> Look, wow, how the years pass by. Anyway. We are not in this world, but we're, I mean, we are in the world, but we're not of it. So don't mess around with the call of God. 
Hungry for God, people don't compromise, and they are willing to sacrifice. Are you hungry for God? Are you hungry for a move of God? Do you want to be all that you can be for the kingdom of God? Then you've got to be committed. You've got to have that person, personal commitment. Something only between you and God. It will it dictate what road you will travel. Great men and women walk alone, alone with God. But one man or woman with God is always the majority. In time, everyone will want to have your mantle, but nobody will want to, the sackcloth and ashes. That's part of the sacrifice. When the Lord, is, uh, I see that a lot of times. I read across the verses. I don't have any handy right here. But in the Bible, it talks about that, that when you humble yourself before God, that he will exalt you before men. He will He will make bring your gifts and stuff to light in his time. If that's, you know, if that's his plan for you. The people of this world are crying out for something that is real. Be real. Be yourself. The person that God is making you. Be what God is making you to be. Someone hungry for the deep anointing and allow God to channel or work through the old-fashioned anointed power of God. Powerful, anointed, consecrated, emptied vessel of honor so that God can display his power and glory to this generation. And that concludes chapter 5 of For Women Who Are Called by Women Who Have Answered, Kim Haney. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.